Holly G with the Golf Insiders. It's Monday. The new 2022 Masters Champion, Scotty Scheffler. And to break it all down for us, because it was a Masters week for the ages. The Masters never disappoints and had the whole golf world on the edge of its seat. And we bring in one of our favorite golf insiders, Damon Hack, co-host of Golf Today on Golf Channel. Hello, Big D. Holly G, fresh back from Augusta, and you said it perfectly. Tournament just never gets old. Everybody with a smile on their faces. None bigger, of course, than Scotty Scheffler. But, man, the drama, Tiger, Rory, you can go in any direction you want. I just loved my week in Georgia. Oh, I've got goosebumps just as you say that. And Scotty talked about it in his press conference after his win. You know, the Masters is on a pedestal all of its own. He said if you took a straw poll amongst the players that it's the one tournament they dream to win. And we got a hint of Scotty's a game here in Orlando when he won the Arnold Palmer tournament, when that golf course turned into a tough as nails final on Sunday, and then the WGC in Austin. I guess we should have gotten a hint that this guy loves the big stage, Damon. He really does, and I love how he kind of elevated the Masters and said, this is the one we want. It's just different. The, the golf course, the patrons – the way the members treat the players, it's just the fact that it's the first major of the year. And, my goodness, Scotty living uh, living his best life. You know, he's won at the WMP Phoenix Open, which is a party and a birdie fest. And he shows his toughness and grit by winning uh, at Bay Hill, which Arnie said he wished had one day had hosted a U.S. Open. Well, I tell you what, uh, I think it did. Yes, in March, that golf course was so difficult. Yeah, and then he wins the match play, which is a different gear than stroke play. And finally, I'd say tops it off with this Masters title. But that's four wins and six starts, and we don't know where it's going next. We're going to talk to Ted Scott today. I'm excited on golf today to get his perspective. The caddy who worked for Bubba Watson for so many years on his two green jackets in 12 and 14 and was with Scotty last week. I can't wait to hear what he has to say because this clearly is a special player at the age of 25. He sure is, and and I think it was Bubba himself that said in the, uh, however, nine events that Ted Scott has worked for Scotty, uh, Scotty's earned more money than, than Bubba has in the time that Ted uh, caddied for Bubba. It's remarkable. speaks to the growth of the purses, the health of the tour and the game. Uh, tip of the cap to Tiger Woods, who should probably be awarded the pip every year for the next 50 years just yes. because of what he does for, for professional golf. But, yeah, it's really speaks to the IQ of this player and his ability to bring a game that travels. And I talked to his college coach, John Fields, even before Scotty ever won on tour, and he told me he had the it factor that he is like Tiger or Jack or Duval or Spieth. You can't put your finger on it, but they just have something special. And I thought that was kind of Longhorn's pride talking, that he was just proud of a player who went through his program. And so then he wins those three out of five, even before he won the green jacket and became number one when he won the match play. I said, is this what you meant? He said, you are correct. He is an extremely special player, short game that mirrors the best ever. And then Scotty goes out and chips in on three yesterday. I'm like, man, you know, John Fields knows what he's talking about as well. Not just a... No, 
not just a chip in an old school bump and run chip in Damon. Chevy Ballesteros would have been proud. I love the, the, the variety, the imagination that Scotty has. He's old school in a young school body. Absolutely. And uh, with an old school mind as well, I was impressed, Damon, uh, listening to that press conference at his very thoughtful and at times profound answers that he gave uh, to some of the questions. In particular, of course, we learned that he is, although he looks like a cool customer on the outside, he shared that he was crying like a baby Sunday morning, that he thought he wasn't ready for what was about to unfold. And I thought this comment that he said, you know, talking about the Masters and the pressure of not only winning a major, but the Masters, he said, the human condition is to make things bigger than they really are. And years from now, I would say people may not remember me as a champion, and that's fine, but in the moment, you think it's a lot bigger deal than it really is. That was truly amazing really was. I love that he shared those comments with the public. Could have kept that to himself, and no one would have been you know, none the wiser. And he was very, very honest and said, hey, I looked at my wife and said, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. And, and, and she said, I'm going to love you whether you win by 10 or lose by 10 or, or if you never win a golf tournament again. And how neat that, that he shared his fears with the public and how inspiring those comments were. And another example of his just wise mind and real depth of character as well. Well, speaking of character, and speaking of a thousand watt smile, Tiger Woods walking up 18 to the roars, the roars of the patrons, Damon. So wonderful to see Tiger take it all in. Yeah, you know, I interviewed him on Tuesday and he said Humpty Dumpty is glued <laughs> and hopefully that's good enough and that quote kind of made its way around the, the press center and around the golf world, and I thought it was a, an example of Tiger giving a lot of credit to the people around him, his therapists and trainers and surgeons who helped him. And he said he got out of bed three months after that car accident and never took a day off. It didn't mean he worked eight hours every day, but even if he couldn't swing a club, he would work on a short game. Or if he couldn't work on a short game, he did some upper body in the gym. He said every day he did something one thing or ten things, but something to have a chance to play at Augusta. And he, and he met that deadline. He made the cut. He finished ahead of some studs like Xander Shoffley and Bruce Koepka and Jordan Spieth who went home on Friday. So That's right. Though he won't go home with a green jacket, Tiger takes home confidence, the love of the gallery and the, and the patrons. And he said, I'll see you at St. Andrews in July, maybe, maybe at uh, Southern Hills in May. Maybe at Brookline in June, but for sure at the old course this summer where he won in 2000 and 2005. And what a gift to golf that Tiger remains. Even at 46, he remains the most consequential golfer on the planet and maybe the most important athlete to his sport than anybody who's ever competed. Yeah, and, I, you know, this, this story just, you know, not only transcends golf, sports, but you know, just the magnitude of this from his life story, Damon, as it has unfolded before our eyes. 
and to just get what drives Tiger deep inside that level of competition, that level of, you know, I'm going to, when, when the day is done, I'm going to call it on my own terms. You've covered him for so long. What, what is that? I, someday I hope he writes that, that mental uh, game book for us all. Yeah, and we're seeing the basic behind-the-scenes driver that has made him who he is. And I think in some ways he's showing us new things, or maybe we forget that this is how you go about winning 15 majors and 82 PGA Tour events. You never give up. Uh, sometimes you defy what others around you believe or tell you. Um, count it out after the scandal in 2009. Count it out, you know, saying you never win a major again, and he, and he does in 2019. Comes back from the four or five back surgeries. Comes back from a fractured and splintered tibia and fibula. Less, you know, what, a year after that, 13 months and change, to compete in the first major of the year. I think it's a reminder that he is one of the two or three most unique athletes ever. It's why Larry Fitzgerald, the football stud, was walking around Augusta National. It's why Nancy Lopez was in the gallery for Tiger. I mean, this man continues to find different ways to impress us, and it doesn't always have to be a win. And I think that's what's so unique about this situation was that it wasn't a green jacket this time. It wasn't a 16th major, but he still left us breathless and wanting more. Speaking of uh, other breathtaking moments, there was the Rory and Collins show on 18. Double slam dunks from the bunkers, Damon. How fun was that? So cool, too players who were so popular and Rory in this kind of white whale chase for the career grand slam finishes second his best finish ever at the masters and more importantly maybe unlock something inside that will have him not be doubting himself at Augusta or doubting himself in majors in general since he hasn't won one since 2014 but specifically at Augusta knowing that great things can happen to him there and that he doesn't have to be hanged up about it and worry about his approach going there, whether he's embracing it or talking about it or playing it down or starting in San Antonio the week before or not or missing the cut or not. Um, there are great days ahead for Rory McIlroy at Augusta National. And if anything, if he wins the Masters in 2027 or 2023, we may look at that bunker shot and that bogey-free 64, the only bogey-free round of the week, as – the catapult for that eventual historic day should it happen. Absolutely. And as always, there was drama on Amen Corner. We hear that line over and over that the Masters really doesn't start until the back nine on Sunday. And boy, would Cam Smith like that shot, tee shot back on, on number 12. Get his worst shot of the week, probably, and the nerves got to him. They got to Fred Couples in 92 when he hit uh, a similarly poor shot. He's made it over the, the race creek and somehow stayed up, stayed dry. His caddy, Joe LaCava, told me last month when we reflected on that 30-year-ago win that he was surprised his ball made it over race creek at all. Didn't have the same luck for Cam Smith who had that aggressive line on 17 on the way to winning the players a month ago. Didn't happen for him back-to-back -back big events on the PGA Tour. But my goodness, 
Uh, Australia has another star in Cam Smith, someone who I think and who he says the golf course just fits his eye. He thinks he's going to get a green jacket before it's all said and done. Uh, a poor swing at a tough time. We've seen it happen to Jordan Spieth. We've seen it happen to Greg Norman. Uh, it happens even to the best in the game. Tigers made a, a big number on that hole. Uh, it's just, it, I think it was a 10, if I recall. This is what happens on that hole for time memorial. 50 years from now, we'll be saying the same thing about this 155 little nine iron shot that continues to confound the best players in the world. 155 yard par three. And he was coming off that brilliant birdie on the toughest hole, number 11. Yeah, it's a reminder that you don't have to have 8,500-yard golf courses, that some places like, I'd say, TPC Sawgrass as well, that they really can get into a player's head. And it's, it's the history, too. The players know they go to Amen Corner that – Big numbers can happen. That embarrassment can happen. That the ghosts of Augusta National. The ghosts of Augusta. They <laughs> swirl around in, in corner. And, and I tell you what, they uh, continue to give us such drama year after year after year. Fantastic. It was, uh, again, just another nail-biter edge of our seat uh, conclusion on Sunday. What were your biggest surprises, Damon, of the week? Mine was Brooks Kepka missing the cut. You know, he was not healthy a year ago, and he was kind of seemed to be trending toward a good week at Augusta. I picked him to win. I called him kind of the best major championship player since Tiger. I thought he's the most mentally tough player since Tiger. I wonder if losing in the match play, and he went head-to-head with Dustin Johnson, and DJ got the better of him that day. Uh, and sent Brooks home. I was I was a little bit surprised at that. We'd seen Brooks take apart Bryson in that hit and giggle match play, and I just kind of thought he had gotten this tough guy bona fides back. And I think DJ kind of undressed him a little bit, and I was surprised. And maybe that had a bigger effect on Brooks' psyche than I even realized. But Brooks missing the cut is surprise. Xander going home early. Surprises in a good way. I, I thought Hideki you know, who won last year, made a very, very, you know, strong defense. defense. It's so fun to see Will Zalatoris back on another Masters leaderboard. He was he was one of my picks in my pool, Damon. Yeah, such a stud. I talked to his coach a week ago who said that he just loves tough golf courses, one of the two or three best ball strikers on the PGA Tour. So uh, it's a reminder to me how hard it is to win out there. You just never know when your number's going to come up and how cool it is to see a great player like Scotty kind of in full flight. I mean, you'll see guys win four out of six starts much. It happened with Jason Day um, about six years ago. You know, we know Jordan Spieth's year. We know Tiger's career. He made it seem customary. But how neat that in this generation of depth and talent that Scotty can win four out of six including a green jacket, as he did on Sunday. They said back in his college days, he won 66% of his tournaments. If I do the math on this, four out of six, Damon, he's right there. He's right in his comfort zone. Do you think this is a hot streak, or do you expect more from Scotty as uh, we approach the next major next month? Well, Southern Hills is his favorite golf course. He won a Big 12 individual title there in Tulsa. Look out! 
How about that, huh? I mean, he made that comment to PGATour.com in 2019. So I, I don't think this percent clip will continue, but I do think that Scotty is going to be a prolific winner out there. I do think his college coach has been kind of valid, you know, valid, validated in calling him this, this it factor that he has. He's very, very steady. His short game is so good. I love the combo of length off the tee and touch around the greens. Uh, barring injury or distraction, I see no reason why Scotty is not on the way to building himself a Hall of Fame career. Well, uh, can't wait to see how the rest of the 2022 major season unfolds, Damon. And fill my listeners in on uh, when they can tune into golf today and what's coming up this week. Yeah, with Jaime Diaz, Monday through Wednesday, we're going to be 4.30 to 6.30 on Monday and Tuesday. I think we're around lunchtime on Wednesday. I think I'm joined by George Savarikas Thursday Friday. So we'll be talking the Masters recap, looking ahead to Hilton Head, which is kind of the uh, – the big exhale in South Carolina after Augusta. So, yeah, lots of great chats coming up. And Ted Scott today, and I'm sure we'll have some other people coming on to reflect about Scotty's big week at the Masters. All right. Thank you, Damon Hack, so much. You can watch Golf Today on the Golf Channel every day this week, and we appreciate your time. The Big D, Damon Hack, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Holly G.